0: You're listening to the Ausleisure podcast network. For more details, go to podcasts Hello, and welcome to episode number 8 of the Ausleisure.com.au beginner's guide to Microsoft Windows Vista. In this episode, we're going to be looking at how to manage files and folders, a topic which many beginners instantly assume is far too complicated and choose to ignore. So we're going to look at how the computer stores the stuff you ask it to and how you can go about finding it again later, avoiding the it lost my document comment that even more advanced users have been known to utter. Also today we're going to be looking at how to decrypt those instructions on the backs of software disks such as navigate to c colon backslash blah backslash something dot ABC. I'll explain what all that means and how to translate it into something that we can all understand and actually use. Afterwards, we'll look at how to organise your documents and other files so that they won't ever get lost again. Now, already you're probably mentally preparing yourself for an onslaught of acronyms, new words and geek jargon, but there's no need to worry at all. There will be words that you may not have heard before, but they will all be explained as we go along. Also, we'll be using a very common analogy to explain all of this stuff for you, that of a filing cabinet as you would find in any office around the world. Why? Well, a computer is much like a filing cabinet in the way that it stores files. In an office, you might have a few filing cabinets up against a wall somewhere, each with their own specific set of documents that they hold. Perhaps one for accounts, one for HR, and so on. In each of those filing cabinets are drawers, 2008, 2007, or A through D, E through G, etc. or however it's arranged. Then inside the drawer you have those suspension files that hang from the rails, each with their little tag showing supplier name or employee name or something, and then finally inside the suspension file all the correspondence that you have about that supplier or about that employee. That's almost exactly how a computer's disks works. There are a couple of minor differences, but we'll cover them later on. Let's look at how they are similar. In the office, we have the filing cabinet. Inside the computer, we have a disk drive. In the filing cabinet, we have drawers labeled appropriately. The computer's disk has folders, sometimes called directories, also named appropriately. The filing cabinet drawers has its suspension files, each with a tag. The folder on the computer drive has subfolders, each with its own name. The filing cabinet suspension files has the documents you need, and the subfolder on the computer's drive also has the documents that you need. So we can see that the analogy stacks up rather well. No surprise, seeing as the computer disk design was based around the filing cabinet. The computer disk has a couple of advantages over the filing cabinet though. Firstly, it can hold a lot more data. One disk could probably hold more data now than could be stuffed into as many filing cabinets that you could fit in the average aircraft hangar. Secondly, it's possible within the computer disk to put subfolders into subfolders, much like trying to put a suspension file inside a suspension file using our filing cabinet analogy. Right then, so we understand that the computer is like a filing cabinet when it comes to storing all of our files, but how do we get them and actually use them? So here we turn to our demonstration and we're going to go onto the start button down here with a left click and we'll see on the right we've got a bunch of predetermined folders for us here. We've got one with your name, we've got pictures, documents and music, but the one we actually want to look at at the moment is this one called computer. So if we open up computer here with a single click we'll be able to see all of the disks that are in our machine. Now remember using our filing cabinet analogy, they are the disks are the same as the filing cabinets themselves so in this example we have three we've got our local disk here which is our main disk drive inside the computer where everything is stored we've got our floppy disk here and we've got our dvd drive now we're going to be looking at the local disk which is almost always identified by the letter c colon Okay, so. We'll come on to what the C colon means and how to use it a little bit later on, but the idea is that we drill down by double clicking into the disk, then into the subfolders and the subfolders of that and so on and so on and so on until we find the document that we're looking for. Now we can also use the search box at the top here to look for a document name, but that rather defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do uh, in this episode so we're going to be going the long way around it so you actually understand how it all works so let's dive into it just now and what we'll do is we'll double click on our local disk here which remember is the same as our filing cabinet and we see a bunch of folders as indicated by the orange folder icon here and we have one file which is indicated by the white square item here now these folders are equivalent to our filing cabinet drawer so if we want to look at my documents for example we look in the users drawer or the users folder as it is on the computer so let's double click on users and what we'll find is we'll see a whole bunch more folders okay so this would be equivalent to your suspension files inside the user's drawer the filing cabinet and the suspension file that we're looking for or in this case the subfolder we're looking for is my own so I'll click my name I'll double click my name and it will show me more folders about me now I can continue to drill down here and this is where we get the separation from the filing cabinet as it is in the real world to what's on the computer disk. Do you remember I said in the introduction that uh, the computer disk is more advanced than the filing cabinet because you can put folders inside folders, or in the filing cabinet analogy, suspension files inside suspension files? Well, this is exactly what we're doing. We're drilling down each of the folders. Now we can see here that we've got an item called Documents. Well, that's a pretty good one to look into to go and find some documents. And we'll look in there and we'll see any documents that happen to be in my profile. As we can see on this one, it's currently empty because I haven't saved anything. But if I create a new document, let's use WordPad and create—sorry, uh, Notepad—and let's create a brand new document. Let's put this up here and say this is a test. And we'll go to the Save option from here and I'll save that into my documents folder we'll see it pop up on the other screen so I'll call this test document and we'll save it if we minimize this window we'll see that my test document is now inside my documents folder of my personal folder inside the users folder on the local disk and that's how documents are stored they use this what's called a tree structure and that's better illustrated if we expand this part over here on the left and we'll actually see it looks like what's called a tree diagram, So we can see from the local disk we go one level in to find users we go another level in to find my folder and then we go another level in to find documents and here we have my test document now this leads us on quite nicely to decrypting those instructions that you see on the back of software uh, disk boxes. And you may see something that looks a bit like this. It'll say something like, if the setup routine fails to run, go navigate to c colon backslash some directory backslash some other directory backslash file.exe for example. Now to the uninitiated eye this looks like entire jargon but knowing what we know now about how documents are stored we can see that this actually does start to make some sense. So c colon is how we refer to our local disk and we can see here that inside the brackets we've actually got c colon. So in order to move on with this we would double click on c colon from our uh, from our computer browser and we would find a file a folder called some dir which we would double click and then we would find another folder inside that called some other dir and we'd double click that and inside there we would find a file called file.exe which we would be able to run now this occurs with all sorts of things and the most common way you'll see it is written something like d colon setup.exe. now the first time we see this hang on this is not c this is d so let's go back to our computer over here and we'll go up to select our computer which is where we were to start with and you can see we've got these other drives here one floppy disk as we saw earlier and one DVD drive which again we also saw earlier and we can see that they also have letters and a colon inside a bracket and these letters are what's called their drive letter so when we're talking about D colon that means we're looking at something in our DVD drive i.e. a CD-ROM or a DVD-ROM something like that so if we go back to our example here we're going to d colon backslash setup, that means if we were to double click our D drive, we would find a file on the resulting screen called setup.exe, which we could then double click to run. So we could see quite easily that no matter what's actually written here, whether it's gonna be drive letter, colon, backslash, directory name, backslash, directory name, backslash, directory name, whatever, we should be able to follow that path using the backslashes as our separator to find the file that is mentioned so now luckily this sort of stuff doesn't happen very often because when you put a disk in the drive it normally just spins up by itself and it runs whatever it is it needs to run but in the case it doesn't run you'll see something like this and now you'll understand how to actually go about finding it so now let's move on from that because we've decrypted that Thing there, We don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's not hugely important. It's just something that you may come across and we thought you might like to know about it. What we're going to talk about is actually arranging your folders and your files to a way that is convenient for you. So let's get rid of these windows here very quickly. And we'll go back to our start button. And we'll see over here at the top of the start menu we've got four predetermined folders that Microsoft have provided for us as we installed Windows Vista on the machine. We've got one here which is identified by the name that you log on to the computer with which is normally your own name and that is like a container for all of your stuff. They then have a documents folder a pictures folder and a music folder. So if I were to open up this documents folder it will take us back to exactly where we were before And we would see our test document text file. And there we are. So that is a shortcut on the start menu to drilling down through the computer and into the drive and into the users, then to my name, then into documents to get to this folder. But let's go back to our filing cabinet analogy very quickly. If you had a suspension file that was called stuff, and you just put absolutely everything into it when you come to find something you say it's in the stuff suspension folder you would spend your time looking through that folder through every single document trying to find the specific one that you need what you actually need to do is you need to create a more granular it's called a a more specific way of filing so inside your stuff folder you might want to have january stuff february stuff march stuff and we want to be able to do that on our local drive so we want to be able to create these directories or these folders and these subfolders so that we can better organize our bits and pieces and it's very easy to do so for example if we wanted to create a test folder inside the documents here and move our test document into our test folder so that when we come back and say well it was a test document it will be in our test folder we can find it easily we need to create a test subdirectory and we do that from the organize menu over here so let's click on the organize menu and we'll see the first item on here is new folder so if we click on new folder we get a new folder over here called new folder but it also prompts us to rename this and you can see that it's got the black border around it and all of the text is selected. So let's call this test items. Okay and we'll press return once we've typed that in and that will now create us a folder inside of my documents folder called test items and that is really where we want our test document to live. So we now need to be able to move our test document from one place to another and it's actually very easy to do you just pick it up and drag it so if we click on test document here and drag it to the test items folder we can see we've got a little arrow comes up on our cursor and it says move to test items and we'll just release our mouse button and the test document it now disappears from this window but if we go into our test items folder there it is so we've moved it from our documents folder to our test items folder Alternatively, if we wanted to make a copy of it, so we've got two versions of the document, we can do that too. So let's select this test document and right-click on it so we get our contact-sensitive menu that comes up, and we can see down here we've got two options. One is called Cut, one is called Copy. Now, these work in conjunction with another menu item which is called Paste, which you can't see at the moment because we haven't tried to move anything copy basically means take a copy of this file and then later on we will paste that into a new location so then we've got two versions of it whereas cut means take it from where it is before and then we'll paste it into the new location so cut and paste is the same as move and copy and paste is duplicate so let's assume we want to duplicate this file called test document so we're going to select copy from our menu here and we'll go and put it somewhere else we'll put it on our desktop just for ease of use so let's get rid of that so we'll find our desktop we'll right click and now we've got a new option called paste so let's do paste and we can now see we've got our test document on our desktop here but also in our test items folder that we would minimized we still have our test document so that's a duplication as opposed to a move So now we can start to see how we can organize our folders. So let's go back to my main documents folder here, and we'll start to create some folders with sensible names. So let's say I want to create an accounts folder. New folder, type the word accounts, hit return, new folder. Let's go into our accounts folder, and we'll create some more subfolders in here. So we can say organize new folder and we can say 2008 accounts. We can also create a second one if we want to by exactly the same procedure organize new folder and we can call this 2007 accounts and we can create as many folders inside of another folder that we need to and then when we've got correspondence and relate to our 2007 accounts we can save them in the relevant place likewise with 2008 and we can go on doing this as often as we need we can go down to any number of levels of subfolders inside subfolders inside subfolders you can go on forever so only you can work out what it is you actually need to store and how best to store it but at least now you can go away and save stuff in the right place So now let's talk about saving stuff in the right place let's create a brand new notepad document here which we're going to use as an example of the 2007 accounts and we'll demonstrate to you how the save dialog box works and it's common towards all applications throughout Windows Vista so let's create ourselves a new a new document here and say okay. these are our 2008 accounts income $100 outlay $90 profit $10 not the most exciting of accounts but it will serve our purpose so now when we go to file save we get prompted with the file save as dialog box and from here we can specify where we want to save this file. Now of course we want to put it into our 2008 accounts folder which as you remember was inside my username my documents accounts 2008 so the way to do it is actually to click this browse folders button here and if we do that the screen will expand and we'll see a screen very similar to what we saw before with this tree view type thing over here and we can see we've got documents so we can click on documents And we can see once documents is clicked we've got our accounts and our test items, two folders we've created. Now we want to put this into accounts, so we'll double click on accounts. And from there we'll see our 2007 accounts and our 2008 accounts. Obviously this one wants to go into 2008, so we'll double click on there. And then we can name the file appropriately, simple 2008 accounts and hit the save button and to demonstrate that that's worked let's close this down and we'll go into our 2008 accounts folder which we had open in the background already and we can see our simple 2008 accounts file there that we've just created and we can double click that and see the contents and there we have it these are our 2008 accounts So that's a very brief overview of how Windows Vista stores documents on your machine, how the directory structure, as it's called, this tree view part here on the left, actually works, how you can go about organizing your files and your folders, and very simply how to copy and paste files around that you'll need to experiment with copy and paste because although it's very simple when you know how to do it actually understanding the concept is quite difficult for some people so just play around with copy and then paste copy then paste i would avoid using cut and paste initially because as i mentioned that actually moves the file and you know that could cause you some trouble if you move it to a location and then you try and find it in the old location of course it won't be there so experiment with that. Uh, We've also shown you how to understand directory structures when they're written as C colon backslash directory backslash whatever whatever you know that's exactly the same as it would be drilling down through these directories one at a time. So hopefully that's helped you out remove some of the fear for you Um, you can't really do too much damage by copying and pasting so play with it and just move folders around, create folders as you need to generally get your your drive into an order that's going to work for you and remember that there already are system folders created for you for music and pictures and stuff so if you've got things like that try to put them into those existing folders Uh, even though they are existing folders you can still create your own subfolders inside it very quickly if we go into pictures here we can create a folder called my trip I mean notice that these look slightly different but they're exactly the same it's just a different view of the same data you can change the view up here from the view menu by changing the slider that comes around Uh, the view you were looking at before was a details view as you can see over on the right if it's easier for you to have the icons larger then you can just slide the slider around like this and again we can create as many new folders as we like by clicking organize and new folder so we've got a my trip folder and we've got a new folder here that we'll call 2007 overseas holiday And we can continue putting our pictures into the right folder so that we can go and find them again easily. So there we are. Um, I hope that's helped you out. I hope to see you next time when we'll be talking more about music, videos and pictures. And how to use them, how to store them, how to play them. Uh, Not quite how to record them. We'll cover that later on. But uh, we hope you enjoyed this and we look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, see you later. Thank you for downloading this podcast episode. We hope that it has been useful to you. Should you wish to be notified of new episodes as they are released, we would recommend that you subscribe to this podcast feed through your favorite podcast software. Details on how this can be done can be found in our introduction to podcast video located at www.osleisure.com.au forward slash podcasts. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or would like to suggest comments for an upcoming show, please email us at beginnersguide at osleisure.com.au. Ausleisure.com.au is not associated in any way with Microsoft Corporation, and unless specified to the contrary, Microsoft Corporation does not affiliate itself with, endorse or sponsor this product. Microsoft product screenshots are reprinted with the permission of Microsoft Corporation.